This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program for the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Want to join the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode? Join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. My name is Nicholas Meyer, director of Star Trek 2 and 6, and you are listening to Standard Orbit on Trek FM. Risk is our business. It's like nothing we've dealt with before. By golly, Jim, I'm beginning to think I can cure a rainy day. I can't change the laws of physics. Welcome everyone to Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated podcast that captures the original and new cast of Captain Kirk and the Enterprise. I'm Ken Tripp and I am with Brandon Shea Mutala here in Albany, New York at the Northeast TrekCon. Brandon, you having a good time so far? I sure am having a great time. It's Sunday morning here. We've been busy all weekend. We've been meeting lots of great and wonderful people, exposing a lot of people to the network and explaining what we do. Uh, It's a lot of fun. A lot of people seem pretty intrigued with what we offer. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting some new listeners. We had a wonderful dinner on, uh, on what was that, Friday night? Yes, we did. We had an amazing supper. Uh, the food here has been great. You know, food's a big thing for me. Um, we went to a Mexican restaurant on Friday called El Mariachi's, and it was just delicious. I had a, why well, can't I remember the name of this thing? Oh, uh, what did you have? Because like a, I guess in Canada they don't, they don't exist. I've never heard this word. Anyways, it was like a fried tortilla, <laughs> fried corn tortilla with steak, and it was just delicious. And then... Uh, Chimichanga? Chimichanga, that's, that's what, what it was, was called, okay. yes. Yeah. And then uh, last night we had some wonderful Italian food, and my appetizer was this uh, ravioli with pumpkin and cheese on the inside and a maple like maple sauce on top of it. It was amazing. Well, you know, you were looking for, you know, another idea. In, in, in our podcasting world here, we're always trying to come up with new things to talk about or whatever. And I think restaurant treks could be in your future there, Brandon. Restaurant. How does food apply to the final frontier? <laughs> or maybe it is the final frontier. And city to city, you could do a reference guide. If you're doing a convention in this city, you should eat here. Patreon.com slash feed Brandon. <laughs> Yes, yes, that, that's, that's that's great. So, um, you know, one of the things that's been that's been really cool about this convention, Brandon, is just the um, the different folks. We we've got a lot of folks here that do a lot of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have the folks that have coming in that have you know been on the show or whatever. We do we have a good mix of of people here. But uh, out of the the folks you've been speaking with, who are some of the more interesting uh, folks that you've you've talked to and interviewed while you were here? Uh, well, I had a really great conversation with Michael Jan Friedman, mm-hmm. who's the author of many a Star Trek novel. And, you know, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, he, w- he wrote the first Star Trek book that I ever read, which was Double Double, which is a sequel to What Are Little Girls Made Of? And uh, he had some great stuff that he did with uh, Captain Picard and the Stargazer line. 
And so it was kind of a, a little bit of a fanboy moment to meet him. That's huge, yeah. Yeah, so that was a, that was pretty special. Um, but it was great to you know to touch base again with Mark Zakree and Larry Nemechek at the dinner that we went to on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's nice to get to know them in a casual environment. Because you know, I've only ever seen Larry at the at the Vegas convention. And it's always just such a whirlwind, you know, it's always just so busy, mm-hmm. you know, and even with Mark and his promotion of his new project, Space Command, um, it it was like really busy. And while I was trying to talk to him, people were coming up to the table. And I mean, that's what he's got to do. He's trying to raise funds for his project. So he's got to he's got to be on all, all the time when he's talking about it. And so if anybody comes up to his table, he's got to he's got to mention he's got to talk about it and thank them for coming to the table. But being able to sit down and talk with him and, you know, get some memories of, of uh, so his time is writing for D-Space 9, and, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's really good. Right. So those were probably my highlights, I think. Chimichungas and Trek Talk go a long way. <laughs> I, uh, I really did enjoy uh, getting to know Mark, and, and I've known Larry for a long time, and we've, we've met at different conventions. But you're right. The one thing that I like about all of this is the ability for the people that are really interested in, in Star Trek, the fandom and whatnot is that you can you can sit and socialize and interact with really great people who've done a lot with it, right? So there, I always see that the two aspects of the con, where you have a lot of the actors and actresses and so forth that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're very kind or whatnot, but they, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> if, you, if you want an autograph, you want to do something, um, it, it can be pretty expensive. Yeah. But the people that really made Star Trek work, the people that came up with the scripts, the people that put the special effects together because they had Doug Drexler in here and... All the folks that, um, that, that, that put the architecture of this f- phenomenal series together, you know, who, who would have thought? He goes, hey, let's go for Mexican food and chat, yeah. you know, and, um, and that's what really makes it special. I, I loved every aspect of that. I also enjoyed talking with the, uh, the Trek geeks and with uh, Sue from Women of Warp. And, you know, we met uh, Polly Esther, which is a great name, yep. who's starting a, a new podcast of her own called Sober Trek. That's over on Tricorder, Tricorder Transmissions. Yeah, Tricorder Transmissions. And, you know, that's, that's a very special thing, you know, somebody that, that's dealt with addiction and, and Star Trek helps them and puts them in. You know, it, it is just like this universe. I, um, I was thinking about it. There's a, there's a lot. Of, uh-oh. Oh, trouble just walked in the door. Yeah, the Trek Geeks have just walked in the door. We were just about to mention their name again, and here they are. But Speak hey. Speak of the devils. Hey, guys. Speak hey. of the devils in the dark. How are you? Sorry if we interrupted. Oh, that's quite all right. We are recording, so you're on. Excellent. I, I, you're, you're now on another episode of Standard Orbit. Oh, Greetings, wow. Trek <laughs> FM listeners of Standard Orbit. <laughs> Great to see you guys again. Great to see you guys. It's a good morning, isn't it, Dan? It's, it's a very good morning. It's a very good morning. It's a very no, good morning. It's a good morning when you don't get woken up yes. from a dead sleep I woke him up twice. <laughs> from responding to events of the game. <laughs> I literally dead sleep and scared... Out of my wits. The first time I tried to be quiet, and the second time I thought he was still awake. So I was a little boisterous. I get it. I get it. You woke me up, too. Good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have a fun recording. Yeah, Thank will. you, guys. So as, as I was saying, the, um, the, the one thing I, I love about the, the, the podcasting aspect of Star Trek Two is, uh, you know, no matter who we're talking to that's in the, in, in the genre, in, the, in this I guess this hobby profession for some, 
uh, there's no competition, and everybody wants to help everybody out. And I thought Sober Trek was one of the more interesting approaches. I mean, there's there's a Star Trek podcast that covers everything. Yes. Now I can truly say there is a Star yeah. Trek podcast that covers everything, and it was really sweet. It really was. I love talking with her. She's just a, a great personality with a great outlook in life who's been very successful in, in beating her addictions and now wants to help other people in the Star Trek community, and um, just just a great story. So. There's been a lot of that uh, through, throughout the weekend, and just uh, people coming up to the table, and I don't know you about for you, Brandon, but it is kind of funny when somebody goes, hey, I know your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to your show. I listen to your show. I know you, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it is pretty cool, but just uh, we've been soliciting quite a bit of folks to, to come on and listen to our network. Uh, and, and all the shows, so for all our Star Trek partners there, even on um, Earl Grey, we're, we're telling them to go listen to your show as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though we're not asking for any money from you yet, uh, that, that, may, that may come in the future. But we'll see how the, um, how the draw went. But it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So you said you, you, you talked to, um, uh, to, to Friedman. Yep. And you were going to speak, or you are speaking with Mark soon, or...? Uh, I'm going to try and uh, get to Mark Scott Sakri today to talk to him for a little bit. And then tentatively, I'm really hoping that we get time. It depends on how busy it is. It's been how the weekend goes. I'm trying to get an interview with Chase Masterson for Melodic Treks to talk about her singing career. And uh, we're trying to get a little chat here with uh, with Jeffrey Combs. So it's, uh, those are my big hopes for the for the rest of today and then we've got our panel at noon we do have our panel at noon and um that, that'll be fun I've, I've never done a, a convention panel so that'll be cool but we, you know what, what i what i love about uh, coming to a convention and what i enjoy working with you and, and traveling with you has been is the um uh, there's there's no fear in brendan shea motala let me tell you that folks he, he just he walks up and has good conversations with folks and i think he's he's very disarming and people like to talk with him he's got a natural ability to do that it's it's not something that that i that i have um in spades like he does uh, so it's it's really fun that that he gets to to sit down with these folks and uh, that they warm up to him and they trust him and you know he just has a good time at it so it's it is pretty cool i the only folks i interviewed which will be part of this uh, uh podcast today this episode was with the folks that run starfleet international which was pretty fascinating to me as i've heard of it i've seen these ship chapters i thought they were kind of hobbies mm-hmm. i didn't realize they were all connected and they do all this charity work and whatnot so yeah. every time you come out to these things you you learn a lot you really do you really do so we're here on our last day it's uh, sunday morning it's quarter of nine. The doors open up at ten. What are your big expectations for today, Brandon? Well, I'm not quite sure how the, the traffic's going to be today. So obviously we're hoping it's pretty busy today. Um, there was a big rainstorm yesterday, um, but we still had a lot of traffic. Like That didn't seem to uh, make people not want to come. So there's no rain today, so hopefully people keep coming out. And uh, I would like to meet a few more people, a few more listeners, uh, tell a few more people about the network. And then um, I'm eagerly anticipating the panel because that's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. We're supposed to have Garrett Wong on it, but uh, they've ended up that it's just going to be the five podcast hosts that are going to be on the panel. So, Because um, we're all experienced. We know how to talk. You know, We don't need prompting, right? No, we do. <laughs> we do? <laughs> we do, we do. I'm, I'm going to go see Stephanie and see if she'll let me uh, drive it. I think you need a helmsman person. If it's not me, somebody. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think you do. It's it's hard just to get up and have a conversation and with without a course, um, you know, and and get different perspectives. But anyway, we'll see how it works. I'm looking forward to that panel big time. Whether I get to do anything on it or not, um, it'll be fun. 
And um, like I said, it's it's just a, a special time. Like you, I'm hoping the traffic picks up, and uh, and then we've got to uh, haul haul out of here to uh, to get you to the airport for your what is it, 29 and a half hour flight back to Saskatchewan, Canada? 47 and a half. 47 and a, for, of course, <laughs> of course, of course, it's 47. No, oh, that's cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks for for coming on uh, Standard Orbit. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting us use your your, your microphones and so forth uh, to record this episode. Hopefully you folks will enjoy the the interview that's coming up next with Starfleet. And uh, we look forward to uh, continue our conversation. And I'm I'm sure I'll be talking with um, both Haley and um, Zach about the uh, the convention and, and getting their thoughts and so forth and and hopefully we'll be able to get to more of these. I'm really happy that Trek FM was able to represent as a as an organization here and and share it with our with our fellow podcasters and uh, Star Trek alums. So it was really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity as well. So next year when they have it, check out Northeast TrekCon. It's it's not a large convention, but you know. Just for the listeners who like to go to conventions, you know, I went to Vulcan, Alberta this year, and now I've gone to this Northeast TrekCon, and I've been to Vegas. And honestly, I like the smaller conventions a bit more because it's a bit more personal, you know. You get a chance to sit down and talk with these people even at their tables, you know. I, I got to go over and talk with Nicole Dubois from Deep Space Nine and show her pictures of my little daughter named Esri, you know. And, and you know, so it's... it her face lit up when she saw that right so you know it's pretty cool and and those are things that you don't really get time to do at vegas because you know it's the it's the convention machine in those places well it's that and then the unbelievable creativity that people come up with with the cosplay yeah yeah. my goodness we saw i think the better andorians that i've ever seen on any show they were pretty awesome show up and uh, of course uh, some some assortments of klingons and so forth that were really cool and a lot of great uniforms but larry Larry Smith. Was it Larry Smith? I think it was Larry yep, Smith. Yep, yep. Yeah. He came in yesterday with the ultimate Monster Maroon uniform that he made himself, and it was phenomenal. I posted it, or you took the picture for me, right? Mm-hmm. We posted it on Twitter. I love that stuff. I, yeah. I, I love that creativity and the people having fun. So the people-watching aspect of it is, is just as good as any other piece when yeah. we're sitting here talking with folks. Yeah, and then we had that baby Gorn walking around. Good <laughs> morning. Good morning. Yeah, so we had the baby Gordon, which was actually just the Geico. There's a Geico table across from us. And I went up to them and I said, you, you ever go to a Star Trek convention again, you've got to dress up this Geico gecko as a Gorn. Like, you're missing out here, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, especially when he started just, there's a, I don't know, um, the, the, the Geico costume, I guess, is probably seven feet. Yeah. Right? It's pretty yep. big or whatnot. And I was like, you, be careful by the Klingon table. <laughs> if they do think it's a Gorn, they'll just slice its head open. But. Excellent right now. Yeah, it was fun. But anyway, good times had by all. It was a great time with you, Brendan. Thanks for coming out. Thank and, you very uh, much. And uh, in, in being able to, uh, to enjoy this with a Trek FM alum. And uh, I look forward to next year and hopefully hitting a few more if, um, if I can keep up with it. So mm-hmm. it is... You don't get a lot of sleep, but you have a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you don't get a lot of sleep when you're staying up to the 18th inning of a... <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I should tell you when the Geeks came in, it was uh, last night was Game 4 of the World Series. And, um, of course, the Geeks are Red Sox fans. I'm a big Red Sox fan, all, all Boston alum. And, I love football. Uh, yeah, I know you do. And, uh, and the Red Sox won last night in a normal game, but the game before 18 innings and a loss to the Dodgers was painful. But we're back. It's 3-1. to one. Hopefully by the time this, this broadcast, well, it will, we'll know if we're world champions or not. So hopefully it goes that way, but I never count my chickens. 
Excellent. Well, my name is Brandon Metella. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon Metella. You can find me here on the network with Melodic Treks, which is all about the music of Star Trek and Warp 5 with my friends Brandy and Patrick. That's all about Star Trek Enterprise. And you can find me on the Talk Film Society. No, that's all done. My Halloween podcast is all done. You can find me on the Fandom Podcast Network with my friends Chris and Tom talking about Alfred Hitchcock on Good Evening. An Alfred Hitchcock podcast. Yeah, and if for those of you, if you whether you like the Halloween movies or not, the podcast was great, absolutely great. Uh, both Brandon and Zach Moore did a great job. Uh, I listened to them all. I hadn't watched those movies in years, but I I started watching them again. Uh, in, in you know uh, when I had some breaks here and there, not continuously because I never had enough time. But it's great conversation. Nice to get outside of Trek a little bit. But you guys did a perfect job on that I thank thought. you and thank you very much i know you had um some some good guests on that too as well right? yeah we had schindler and Schind- mike schindler was on john for mills. two john mills was on for three trek geek dan was on for one and i think that was all the guests we had yeah, yeah. no it's fun so you look that up on uh on the talk film society talk film society yeah. podcast network it was it was really cool halloween h4o halloween h4o all right well thanks everyone for listening enjoy this interview with the uh international starfleet organization and we'll see you soon so we're at the Northeast TrekCon in Albany, New York. We're having a good time, and sitting directly across from our Trek FM booth is the official Starfleet. Uh, this organization has been around for quite a while. They do a lot of wonderful things, and I thought it'd be fun to talk to the, to the two ladies here that are representing Starfleet today, Commodore Lisa Stuckey and Captain Crystal Raspa. I got that right. So in order to kind of start things off a little bit, get to know these folks, uh, Lisa, let's start with you. Lisa, what, what got you into Star Trek in the first place? What's brought, what brought you into the fold? Well, when I was younger, I used to watch on, in my living room with my, my brother. I was real young, very young. Oh, wait. Very young? Very, very young. How you that. I know. I was just thinking that. Uh, we used to watch Star Trek all the time. I would come home and we would sit there and watch and eat food if there was any food in the house and just watch it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. So as I got older, I would watch the next gen and watch all the stuff that would come out. Not diligently, just, just an episode here or there. And then I moved to Florida and a friend of mine took me to a meeting of a, a ship, the USS Trident, and all these people were great, and they were fun and loving, and um, so I joined Starfleet then. That was 93, 94, I can't remember, and then I moved up to New York and started my own with a few other people. And that's how it all began. That's how it started, and we stayed with Starfleet uh, the whole way. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're an original series person. That's where it all began, yes, it is. so it's cool with me. You know, we're both very young. We all watched it at a very young age. Very young. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to go to Crystal. I think we're going to get a little bit of a different story here, but I'm not sure. So, Crystal, what about you? How did you get into Star Trek? So, I got into Star Trek because my mom and mom, I have two moms, decided to show me an episode of the original series. And I liked it, but then they showed Next Gen and I loved it, and uh, I just loved the diversity, and it spoke to what was going on in my household, where sure. we didn't have exactly the same bringing up as other people, so uh, that's how I became a fan of Star Trek, and uh, we watched 
a lot of that together. That was our time, family time, was watching X-Files and Star Trek. So uh, I got into Starfleet. Uh, I just joined because I wanted to have a certificate at first, and I was kind of floating around in subspace and not really on a ship. And uh, one day I just realized, hey, I, I would like to meet other people who are like-minded, who are into the science fiction. And uh, I lived in Maryland, and I joined the USS Richthofen at that time. USS Richthofen. Yes, and great people, and I had a lot of fun. But, you know, life happened. I got married, and I moved to New Jersey, and I'm on the USS Challenger. And we are just celebrating our 30th anniversary. Wow. Okay, so these have been around quite a while. You know, it, it's really neat just, just hearing the, the dichotomy um, of how people always come into Star Trek, right? I mean, the, the diversity is great. Um, coming from, a, let's say, a, an unconventional household and, and, you know, and finding acceptance, I, I completely get that. And, and even the connection with family. So when, when I was coming up and really enjoying Star Trek, I was the only one in my family. Everybody just was like, he's just weird. You know, he's just, he's an odd duck. And it's true, I am. But, it, you know, what, I, what I've loved is, is coming together uh, in this, this larger Star Trek universe. And, and, you know, you can just walk up like I did with you guys earlier today and other folks. And you just get to meet folks. And everybody's just so welcoming and fun. And it's very unique. You know, there's, it's almost like I feel sorry for people that, that sit back and kind of tease us. As Star Trek fans, and I'm going, you know, you, one, you don't get it. And two, if you did, life would be a lot better for you. Exactly. We, we say we found our tribe. That's how we put it. We found our tribe. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. All right. So, Lisa, you, you know, when I was talking to you earlier, I was really finding it interesting, all the different aspects of what Starfleet does, all the different chapters. It's not something I've really jumped into until I got to meet you two. So could you explain to our listeners what it is, you know, uh, you, you have your own ship names, you have your own regions, and you're involved in so many things. So why don't you talk about what you do in your region, then we'll ask Crystal the same thing. Well, Regis, Re, uh, Crystal is in our region, but same thing. Sorry, different ship. <laughs> different ship. Different ship, same region. Get it right. I have yeah. the ship in my backyard. It's parked there. So. I like that. Get it right. Yes, I get it right. Every time my wife told me that, too. So Starfleet International is the biggest Star Trek fan club that's out there. I believe there's about 5,000 members right now. Each of the... Um, it, it, there's so many different regions. There's all broken down in regions. There's people in England... In Australia, New Zealand, Ireland. I think there's a new chapter in Brazil, too. So there's, it's truly international. So we're here for Region 7, which includes Maryland, New York, New Jersey, Washington, D.C., Delaware, which I don't think there are any ships in Delaware yet. So if you're thinking about starting a ship, that's a good place to go. Get your ship together, get, Delaware. Get, that's right. Get your ship together. Sorry. Oh, dear. Yeah. And... Uh, so as an individual chapter, my chapter is the USS Sterling out of Binghamton. And we get together, we watch movies, we eat, we drink, eat some more, eat even more, and we do a lot of charity work. We do work for uh, RISE, which is the local women's battered women's shelter. Um, we do work for the Animal Care Council, where they spay and neuter cats. And then also a humane society. We've raised money for a Copernic Observatory. Um, whatever charities we decide that year that we're going to sponsor, and then we gear everything towards that. So that's that's the biggest thing is community service and giving back to our community. Because why just have fun about track when you can actually do something 
and wear a cool uniform when you're doing it. Well, that is true. Yes. Is true. And, and it makes us look great because, you know, Chris and I look fantastic. In I cannot argue that. You need to get one for your show. Not that anyone sees you, but you still should get one. I should. I, yeah. should. I, I, I talked earlier about the fact that I haven't cosplayed yet, um, but I did wear a uniform for a very long time. Uh, yeah, and, and it's also, you know, I'm just a, a senior chief in between a commodore and a, and a captain, so... <laughs> This is this usually a pretty big deal, you know. In the real fleet, the Commodores and captains do what the senior chiefs tell them. At least that's what we think, anyway. All right, Crystal, it's your turn. So walk me through uh, what, what's going on with your ship, its name, and so forth, and some of the things that you support down in New Jersey. So the USS Challenger, like I said, has been around for 30 years. Um, it was started just right after the Challenger disaster, and... Uh, They've participated in a lot of fundraising. I yes, we 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 also we host a cookie swap. We host the International Food Festival. Um, at our thirtieth, we had full catering, lighting, you know, the full shebang. So um, we do meet a lot. We also do things on a regional level in which we support relief efforts for Puerto Rico, and we also. Uh, did a relief effort for, I believe it was North Carolina, the animal shelters there. So we we tried to also pull together all the ships um, in our region to, to to do good. Yep. How many are there? How many ships in the region? There's about 27 uh, ships in our region. 27 ships? Yes. Okay. And I couldn't tell you beyond our region, but uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. I, I like the whole idea of it. So if people are interested in either joining a ship or, you know, somebody in Delaware getting their act together down there and, and actually forming it, what's what's the best way to get in touch with your organization? Well, the best way is probably on the website, which is www. We still use www. Does anyone use that anymore? No. Just I don't think so. Just me. Just yeah. Just, I'm showing my age. Um, SFI.org um, or uh, HTTP join.sfi.org um, you can join that way as a member um, on that website you can also find out how to start your own chapter and you can get started from there okay now are you, are you actively soliciting new members too is this something to where you're, you're, I mean obviously you're here and I know you're doing it not only to expand your own ships and increase people in the region but also to drive the charitable yes yeah, function. It, it's shocking to me that there we're at a Star Trek convention, and a lot of people haven't heard of our organization. So we're just here to bring general awareness. We're right now we're representing Region Seven. Um, so even though we could benefit our own ships, we, we're trying to benefit our region. Yeah, I th I think one of the reasons is just speaking for myself is I have seen um, chapters, right, different ships and things. At, at conventions, but I never pulled it all together. I always, I always thought it was, okay, these are just a, a local fan club. People get together, and it's very cool, all of that. But I didn't realize there was an international, Starfleet International, you know, was one big organization that pulled it all together. I think that was the missing piece that I didn't understand until I got to know you two. And I think what you do is really wonderful. To me, um, you, you represent what Star Trek's all about. 
and uh, and just like everybody else I've met in the convention, just nice people, and you want you want nice things to happen for good people, and we've we've had a good time. You know, we've had a really good time. So, um, anything else you'd like to say to anyone out there about uh, your organization or any upcoming drives that you have or charity things that you could promote that you maybe could get some additional funds for? There are so many. <laughs> um, we, uh, the international-wise, well, no, it's, I think it's region-wise, um, we also are gathering funds for the Leonard Nimoy um, COPD fund um, to help awareness with that, and um, that's, a, that's a big one. Uh, and right now the Puerto Rico effort, we're still soliciting donations for that. In the um, North Carolina, I think they're still trying to get money for that too sure um there's so many out there so that's why each individual chapter it's important for them to try and get as much as they can locally and help help locally but also globally so which is we're always trying to envision gene roddenberry's goals of you know not not utopia per se but just all of us being one idic yes (laughs) so um but Starfleet is a great, great place to be. We meet so many people. Regionally, we meet together. We have conferences, so we can meet other people in our region and internationally. And that's where you get to go to the IC, which is the international conference, and meet people from all over the world. And it just makes the world a smaller, closer place, I think. So. Well, not much I can say that, that doesn't capture what, what you just did. I think it's really nice. So how about you, Crystal? Any, any parting words? Yeah, uh, if you'd like to meet your local chapter, we have a couple of events coming up. We have the Long Island Geek Out in Long Island. Uh, we also uh, have quite a large representation at Shore Leave and Far Point, which is held in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Um, so there's a lot of conventions uh, that we uh, will represent at. And when you see the blue tablecloth that says Starfleet, come over and say hi. Yeah, I strongly recommend that you do it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if you get some if you get some feedback from this. You know, it's 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 one of the nice things about having a podcast, coming to a convention, and not just celebrating Star Trek with people, but actually actively working to make the world a better place. Which I think you two represent very good ambassadors. I know that's not your ranks, but very good ambassadors for Starfleet. So thank you both very much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be seeing you around, and hopefully we'll all stay in touch. Yes. Previously on Trek.fm, Earl Grey. However, one thing Everyone's I do Everyone's la- going to sing the song, Everyone Join Me. Life Force. No, I will not join you. I'm sorry. Okay, however. Meta Treks. Speaking of character, I always found it interesting how many ways Q manifests himself, the characters that he takes on. We see him as a Starfleet commander, a Bajoran waiter. We see him as an alien captain. Uh, this this is just a, man a cosplayer. This is a man of many faces. Who knew Q was such a theater geek? The Edge, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. I felt like I was in a Vegas casino and the bling, 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 like it was the jackpot. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? How is she affecting the replicators and that's throwing food out? I've never seen a replicator throw food out. Melodic tricks. Well, it was definitely about a lower budget. There was no question that 
we could not afford Jerry Goldsmith. And later, by the time we got to do Star Trek VI, we couldn't afford Jamie Horner. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows and find out what we're talking about in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, get the show on iTunes or the Apple Podcasts app. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. That helps us out greatly and makes it easier for other listeners to find the show. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Stitcher, TuneIn, Speaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and of course, you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website and grab the RSS link as well. If you would like to get in touch with us here at Trek FM, you can always find us on trek.fm slash contact and look in the sidebar on the show page. Or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trek.fm and please leave us a voice message. You can also contact us through Twitter at trek.fm, Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm, and the Babel Conference. Type the Babel Conference, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, or go to our website at Trek.fm and click Discussion on the menu bar. Another way you can help us keep all of our shows coming to you each week is to become a patron of the network on Patreon. If you visit patreon.com slash trek.fm, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trek.fm, you'll find our current goals and different milestone contribution levels along with all the great perks we have for you. These perks include early access to content, exclusive content, producer credits, seats on our content development team, and more. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find the details at patreon.com slash trek.fm. Speaking of Patreon, thank you as always to our associate producers for Standard Orbit. They are Norman C. Lau, Nick Anastasio, Tim Robertson, Richard Marquez, Corey Elrod, and Dan Rhodes. You guys, uh, your, your contributions, your help, your support mean the world to us, and we appreciate you being associate producers on Standard Orbit. So to find me on the interwebs, you can find me on the Babel Conference. I'm there all the time. Or you can find me on Twitter at BostonSCPO. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at MoronZach. That's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. And I'm also the host of my own podcast, Always Holding on the Smallville, where we talk about each and every episode of that Young Superman show. You can find us on Twitter at AlwaysMallville with one S. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Trekkie01D. Celebrating Trek Tuesdays. That's tomorrow, everybody. Wear your Trek. Yes, and use the hashtag TrekTuesday. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and join us again next time here on Trek FM for another episode of Standard Orbit. <laughs>